everyone. Before we get started, we wanted to let you know about our venue consulting. We have broken up our offerings into four distinct needs, design, sales and client experience, marketing, and those all-important SOPs. You can take advantage of one or all of these tricky spots for your venue. If you want to learn more and get a few more details, head on over to hustleandgather.com to see how we can work together and reach your venue goals. All right, let's get to today's show. You can't be mad at them for boundaries you did not right. set. That's you didn't right. set so it. So if they are texting you at 10 p.m., but you had no welcome packet that right. says yeah. you may not text after 7, guess whose fault that was? Welcome to Hustle & Gather, a podcast about inspiring the everyday entrepreneur to take the leap. I'm Dana. And I'm Nina. Courtney is taking a sabbatical this season to focus on her personal life and family, but the show must go on. Luckily, Courtney and I have been supported by a community of honorary sisters throughout our careers, and Nina is one of them. So this season, Dana will be joined by a new honorary sister each episode, and I am honored to be here. And this year, we're talking with our guests about three important topics in the entrepreneurial journey, like team building, work-life balance, and how to recover from tragedy, both in business and in life. It's time to talk about work-life balance. And today we're talking all about balancing being a business owner of multiple businesses and also finding ways to take time for yourself. And who better to talk to than our wonderful friend, Anissa Glines. Anissa is the owner of Harmony Weddings and Events, a wedding planning company based out of North Carolina and the Graham Mill, a North Carolina wedding venue. The Harmony team is known for co-creating joyful, personalized, and seamless wedding days for all couples. The Graham Mill is a stunning venue based in Graham, North Carolina that has a historic warehouse brought back to life. Between the two businesses, Anissa oversees a team of 15 and over 150 weddings a year. Well, welcome to the podcast. We're so glad you're here today. Thank yeah. you so much. Thrilled to be here. I know. I've wanted to interview you for a couple of years now. Oh, it's, it's, about it's, it's about time. It's about time. time. Any excuse to spend an hour with you, I will say yes. All right. Yes. Well, before we jump into our topic today, why don't you tell people a little bit about yourself, what you do, and just kind of how you got started in this business? Yes. So my background was in nonprofit and community building work. And so I was doing logistics coordination for all different kinds of seminars and trainings and camps. And then as the friends all became of marrying age, I was already the one doing all the logistics coordination. So naturally started supporting many of them to uh, help plan their weddings. And then after a few years of that, it was one of the moms who was like, hey, you're really good at this. You should yeah. do it for other people. And I was like, I'm a musical theater kid studying <laughs> to be a music teacher. They're not going to hire me. But indeed, after I put an ad on the glorious Thumbtack, I did get hired. Yes, Thumbtack. <laughs> good old Thumbtack. We've all done it. Oh, one of <laughs> humble beginnings. <laughs> and uh, that kicked it off back in 2015. So I was doing mostly the quote-unquote, day of coordination that we will not speak of anymore. <laughs> but um, And then slowly just began to build because this industry is so relationship-based, and I really loved connecting with other vendors and venues. And by 2018, started to build the team. And so now we're, what, eight years in or so, and it just keeps growing. Yeah, but you have more than just Harmony Weddings, which is your company. That's right. You, you had a you have a venue now. Yes. And you had one before. Yes. Yes. So that was Harmony Weddings, the planning side was really what got us into the wedding world. 
And after a few years of doing weddings, I realized, oh, wow, we definitely don't have enough venues and spaces for couples to get married, especially ones that work with maybe the expectations or hopes or budgets of the clients that we were serving. So wanted to step into the venue world. And uh, the first way we did that was through leasing a space so that we could learn about running a venue before purchasing our own. That was our first one, Forest Hall. Hashtag throwback. Yes. <laughs> That's where we met. It was at a 2018, right? Yes. Open house that Nina yeah. hunted me down. I stalked you on Instagram and to become your friend. It worked. <laughs> and now we talk practically every day. It's a gift. Yeah, so that was the first venue. And then we used that as a learning opportunity. Was able to save from that and purchase our own at the greatest time of 2019. <laughs> we had our grand opening scheduled for end of March, 2020. Yeah. We had 500 tickets reserved and everyone's like, oh, you're going to cancel? I was like, absolutely not. Yeah. This is my dream. Uh, and yep, days before the whole state shut down yeah. and we canceled and it was the most difficult first year you could have for a venue of not only not being able to have weddings, but not even give tours. So we yeah. were just having no revenue in the mortgage with oh. zero dollars coming in. So it was a very difficult time. But thankfully, Got it's getting it. better now. Yeah. Tonight we have an open house. Yes. We're just going to oh, head over nice. for. So yes, those are right now our two businesses, the Grand Mill and Harmony Weddings. That's a lot, right? That's a lot. This girl's Ooh. done a lot of stuff. Yes. And and I I mean, you don't have to tell us how old you are, but I think the first time I met you, I was like, is she 12? Like how old is, <laughs> how old is this person? She's only 18. But you were very young when you started. Yeah. So Extremely I started young. it when I was a sophomore in college. Yeah. That's and crazy. I just didn't tell people my age. <laughs> yeah, that's probably why. So I was like, they won't secret. they won't trust me. Yeah. Yeah. But now I've you know, fake it till you make it. Yeah. yeah. Still got a baby face, but yeah. at least I'm almost 30. Yeah. <laughs> How do you think you had the confidence to get started in the first place? Like, where does that come from? Mm. A lot of it was, I think, the support that I had. Yeah. So it's a very, it's a really beautiful industry to be a part of. I think the fact that it's made up of so many different small business owners that then you have these really one-on-one -on -one personal relationships where we're giving honest feedback. We're saying like, hey, I don't know if you know, but maybe this is, you know, how right. it could be. Or like, oh my yeah. gosh, you killed this. And even just, we're so lucky that it's a job that the clients are so vocal with their love of you. <laughs> like mm -hmm. that at the end of every wedding, mm -hmm. you were born to do this. Like That's you, if you're good. Well, <laughs> you, okay, because like, you get all of that Bring because it real. you're so good. <laughs> yes. yes. Not everybody gets the congratulations that you get. It's because you are good. Put that in your heart box right now. Placing <laughs> <laughs> in my heart box. Thank yes. you. Yes. Yes. Full transparency. Recently went through a divorce, but started this business with my then husband, who's still my business partner. We're still great friends, but he was a huge support uh, throughout him having a at that time, I'll do quotation marks, real full-time job yes. as, you know, the beginning stages of the business. So much you're putting, you yeah. know, money back into it, developing website and things like that. But he was definitely my biggest cheerleader and, yeah. and business partner and that my family was supportive of me doing it despite just going to college for something completely different. Mm -hmm. So I, I think 
a lot of that confidence just came from the support around me. And I'll add that I think, like, not to take a tangent, but there is definitely a pipeline of theater people turned wedding people. Yes. And I think that gives you this insane amount of confidence in theater that you're like, I can do anything. If I can play Annie Oakley and Annie Get Your Gun (laughs) seven days a week, I can do anything. And I think that's where mine comes from, too. So I see that definitely in Anissa, and I've seen it in other wedding professionals, that we have this, like, grandeur dream, Mm -hmm. and we were always told we could do it as kids because they're like, you're going to be an actress. And we can take that confidence and put it in, like, into our business now. Yeah. I think it's also something about maybe the— theater and like the art scene taking away some of that fear of like yeah. just trying mm-hmm. and it's okay like I I don't think and let me not speak for you completely yeah, no. but like imposter syndrome is not something that no. I struggle with because I'm like this is shocking <laughs> no, <I'm> tell- <laughs> because I'm like I'm just gonna try to do my yes. best and if I'm not good at it I'm gonna admit it yeah. and I'm yeah. gonna do everything I can to learn to be better but I don't feel like I, I didn't struggle with thinking like oh, I'm horrible at this. I shouldn't do this or I can't ever be good. I was like, oh, I did a really bad job at that thing. What's every book I can read? Who's a mentor I can hire? You know, like what can I do to learn that thing? Because I think that's, that's, uh, I think a big part of our upbringing is just like, yes, and that improv life. You just keep going. That's a theater game. It's like an improv theater game. But also I feel like in, theater, you are told for so much, like, only 5% are going to make it. You're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. So it builds you this confidence that you're just like, I'm going to. I'm going to, like, strive until I can't do it anymore. And mine was New York City. I was like, I don't want to do it anymore. I think I'm done. And I think that's why there's this direct pipeline from theater is like, well, I didn't do that and I'm done with that. But what else am I really freaking good at? Yeah. And like, you're really freaking good at your job. I think it's a combination (laughs) of being really good at something and really passionate about it as well. Because I think, and I think that is where, I mean, I was not a theater kid. I have no talent and like bone in my body when it comes to that at all. We'd love to pull it out. I can't say. We'll do a workshop. Okay. (laughs) Part two. Okay. It'll be very interesting. I feel like anyone that I've like encountered, been friends with, like it is such a deep passion. And I think that when you're passionate about something, you do put everything into it, right? And Mm -hmm. it's like a skill I'm trying to teach my kids now, like especially my son who he just tried out for soccer and he didn't make the team and he was, and it was so so heartbreaking, but it's the first time he was like, well, I'm going to work really hard. I'm going to try again. Like, and it's like, oh, well, you really care about it. Because before he just like, oh, I'll just do something else, you know? But like when you have passion about something, like you want to learn, you want to get better, you know, and maybe that's why you're so successful. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a huge part of it, which is why this industry attracts such wonderful people, is just that service heart yeah. of your mm-hmm. love of giving this gift to not only the couple, but their families, yeah. their guests of this seamless, joyful day that yeah. is a huge deal, you know, yeah. the start of their marriage and lives together. And I think yeah. continuing, like not ever taking that lightly. Like yeah. I don't think hundreds of weddings in that is lost on me that I'm like, oh, I was next to you for every minute of your wedding day. Like yeah. I spent more time with you than your husband did, you know, uh-huh. on the wedding day. I literally held your hand. I held your water. I helped you pee, you know, like <laughs> it's a very, very close relationship. Yeah. And Uh, I think just not losing sight of what a gift that is, but also what high stakes that is of you got to be on. You got to do it with excellence because 
this well, this is it. I think that is 100% true. But what I learned early on in the industry is you actually don't have to do with excellence and you can still be successful. You know, like you've seen, not because for me, but you saw other yeah. people that didn't take it that seriously. And they're like, yeah. oh, how are they, how are they like getting all this business or, or whatnot? You know what I mean? And mm. And I always struggled with that. And I always said like, we were taught if you work hard and you do good work, like you're going to be successful. And that is 100% true. But it's also true that you can be successful and not necessarily work hard. Mm. Like it's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't think it lasts as long. No. I think you're not as happy. Won't. Like you can't have the longevity. Right. If you're not giving it what you yeah. should give because it's going to catch up. Yes, for sure. And people are going to be like, wow, they suck. Yes. Eventually. Like down the yeah. line. Yeah. yeah. But when you're in the middle of it, and I think when you're mm-hmm. starting and you see it and you're like fighting this current of, I want to lead my business with a servant heart, right? Yeah. I think creates intense burnout at the same time because mm. like what you say, like you're giving a hundred percent. 110. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So how did you handle that? Because I know, like, I remember when I, when we first met, it was like, you had a bazillion and a half weddings. And I was like, how's this person standing here? Like, cause I could never do more than like 25 a year and be alive, you know? And you think you're doing like, I don't it's know how hard. many, a lot. <laughs> Kind of blacked it out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, well, that's just everything pre-COVID is a little yeah. blacked out. No right. Yeah. But, okay, so one piece of it is that I'm also Myers-Briggs, no lie, 92% mm-hmm. extroverted. Mm-hmm. So it does also, like, the actual wedding day does really fill me up. I think what I struggled with and still work to is the back end behind the scene side of then to keep up with that. But I think especially early on, I was like, if I could do this every Saturday, I'd be in heaven. Like I I really loved that in-person side. Mm. Yeah. But it definitely, you cannot sustain that many. The Mm. amount of then relationships at one time, emails, text messages, vendors, like even just to keep it all in your head. You know, it's Mm -hmm. just, it's impossible. But that's where I really had to lean into learning about growing a team mm-hmm. and understanding I do not have to be the one to have, you know, my hands yeah, yeah. in all of this. There are incredibly capable people, more capable than me in many of these ways who are around right. me and being able to have trust and, you know, create the space. It's so much of it, I think, is just like brain dumping what's in your head and like, these are my expectations mm-hmm. or this is how I hope you know, we we can do this outlining the different procedures, but then getting that support. And that was that was really the game changer for yeah. why I didn't burn out yeah. is because the team I had around me. Yeah. Do you feel like you once you built the team, were, were you somebody that was like, okay, now that I can take this off my plate, I can add something else onto my plate. And so your plate never really got smaller. Yes. I'm answering for you. Yes. You know, I don't think I, I'm not very good at sitting at home. Yeah. Like, you know, like I just love to be active, but I think they were able to take the things that brought me more stress and less joy or that I just didn't feel good at. So for example, like I'm very transparent. I do not think I'm the best designer planner mm-hmm. in this industry. I think I'm really strong at logistics, really strong at relationships, mm-hmm. but I have a lot of growth to go with my design skills. There are team members who are more talented at that. So, you know, creating a new system that my clients, that team member also meets with us. They do the design portion. They create the design board. I can go mm-hmm. to the meetings, you know, all mm-hmm. of the other things. But like, I think it's just the admitting to myself of like, I can work really hard and I still want to grow in these areas, but it's okay that there's someone with yeah. more strength yeah. and how can I utilize that? And so although 
the schedule is still minute to minute. I think at least it's day by day getting more aligned with, okay, but if I'm going to be doing something all day, mm-hmm. what are those kinds of things, you know, yeah. that I really want to be involved yeah. in? Right, right, right. And I think a lot of people in our industry don't have the foresight to go, I'm not really great at this. And so they keep continuing doing it. Yep. And I think that essentially burns you out mm-hmm. just as much because you're trying and striving to do something that like isn't in your skill set mm-hmm. or you don't find joy in it. So the fact that like you can step back and go, okay, what are the elements that mm-hmm. I love so much? Let me do yeah. those. Yeah. And I think that it creates a better boss. Yeah, a, for sure. A better individual, you know? Yeah. I mean, was there ever a time, I, let's talk about pre-COVID because I think post-COVID, I know, and we'll kind of get into that, like where you really pivoted a ton and changed yeah. a lot how you kind of structure your business. But yeah. so pre-COVID, was there a time in your business where you just were like, done like you're like not because you didn't love it but it was just too much like it was overtaking your life in a way or you realize this isn't a sustainable way that I can live or you had other aspirations or whatnot I, I want to truly answer it honestly once again <laughs> for anything pre-COVID I kind of blacked out but I'm gonna get there um all of us have days mm-hmm. I yes. think I had days or weeks that I was like I mean if it's like a client is unhappy right, you know sure. or like in requesting a refund or like something really goes wrong. I think definitely we're all human. We have those moments that, that I think in my head, I mean, my alternate career was going to be teaching babies how to sing and like play recorders and ukuleles. So there's definitely days I'm like, like, oh, that sounds nice right now. (laughs) I'd be done at 3 p.m. But before COVID, I don't think there was realistically a time that I was like, I'm definitely done. I'm Mm -hmm. out because I see the blessings very clearly that come with being my own boss. I do not take that lightly. Mm -hmm. If I am having an off day that I can just take it off, you know, or Mm -hmm. if I do want to go on a two-week trip, I can structure it that Mm -hmm. way. And I think just the joy of also, like Nina, providing that meaningful employment to others, I think also is such a huge motivator when they're saying this yeah. is what allow, is allowing me to save to buy a house or to pay off my student debt or, right. you know, this is the dream job I wish yeah. I had. I think there were a lot of things that can keep the motivation yeah. going for sure, but definitely add those dark times too. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I think that there's, I mean, everyone gets burned out at some point and, and some, I never really got stuck in a deep period of it, mm-hmm. like where I was just like, I need a week or two. I just need to kind of recenter. Yeah. But that pressure, and you guys both have big teams, right? Mm-hmm. And like that pressure of recognizing how, how much your decisions affect so many other people, it's so heavy. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes it makes you make decisions that aren't sound because you're thinking about other people and not yourself. Yes. Let's just take a moment of silence. (laughs) (laughs) We're making (laughs) t-shirts. Yeah. Speak on that, Anissa. Yeah. Like, I mean, just, I guess, like, (laughs) I think that what, and what I always saw you as from an outside person perspective was that you hustled the shit out of your job and you did it well, 100%. Like you, Mm -hmm. and you could tell clients absolutely loved you. I think you trained your staff really well. We always say, like, when we're going over the weekends, if Harmony's there, like we don't have to really worry about it. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's probably true for a lot of a lot of venues. And I think you brought that same enthusiasm to your venue that you started in mm-hmm. Chatham County and the one that you have in Graham. And, you know, there's just this like ease about it. But I know that it comes like like that's not reality for you all the time. Like it's not always super, super easy, 
you know, and, but from the Definitely. outside looking in, it just looks like a breeze. Whew, yeah. No, no breeze. No you know? breeze. I think, you know, and then you have the idealistic of, oh, another job. It maybe could just be nine yes. to five yes. because then you have that pressure of, can I go to bed right now? It's midnight, mm-hmm. but I didn't finish these to do's. Yes. Yes. And is the client going to be mad at me? And then is it going to leave a bad review? And then is it going to be people don't hire it? It's just right. like, there's so much pressure mm-hmm. then that's on you uh, that there is, you can't separate yourself. Mm-hmm. From. It's like, you feel like you are your business and it's completely up to you to keep it, you know, afloat. Yeah. So how do you keep your mental health like healthy like <laughs> I'll tell you okay I'm gonna speak for her okay. I love this so what I have felt like within the last year or so with this one is with that this one. <laughs> is that there's a change from okay she's you're working on something literally all day long you're at the computer all day long and you're doing emails from 9 a.m. till you go to bed at night till midnight And now I think you compartmentalize it quite well where you go, okay, these are my days. I'm going to go as hard as possible. These are my days that I don't look at it. And I think that is so important because I think as a business owner, it is so hard for us all to just take a day. Sometimes just taking a day and not looking at our email, like who can do that? But sometimes you have to because if you get to that point where literally that all you do, you become that person. And your whole job is who you are as a person. Yeah. And like Anissa's not her whole job. Right. She's a million other different things. And so I'm going to cry because <laughs> I'm tears. really good at it. Um, <laughs> She's a great crier. But within like the last year or so, I've seen you go, okay, this is my time for work, and this is my time to be myself. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Thanks, babe. So sweet. You know, I was thinking on on my drive over here because all I got was the title. There were no yeah. follow up <laughs> questions. Just let's that's, be clear. That's how we roll over I, here. I love it. I love it. But I I was like, okay, what could I possibly say? Hey, everyone. I'm Dana, and I'm Courtney. We are the owners of Hustle and Gather Consulting. We began our consulting business because our goal is to empower you with the knowledge and the enthusiasm to take those big steps in your business. We're excited to offer VIP days that provide up to five hours of one-on-one time with our team to help you navigate challenges within your business. Whether that's overcoming an obstacle, hiring that perfect team, or taking steps to expand into new territories, we want to help you achieve those milestones. Head on over to hustleandgather.com to see how we can help you. So you want to open a venue and have no idea where to start? We've been there too. We are Courtney and Dana, owners of Hustle & Gather Consulting. Over the last 10 years, we have built, operated, and scaled a successful event venue in the competitive triangle market. We want for you to learn from our mistakes and profit from our successes. Our venue marketing and direction consulting is for that person who thinks, just like we did one time, you know, opening a venue would be fun. And it is, but it can be scary and very confusing. Let us help you with those first crucial steps like market research, potential profitability, and design concepts, just to name a few. Head on over to hustleandgather.com to see how we can help you. But in the name of like boundary Mm -hmm. setting, it started out really small. Mm -hmm. And I think it's not this grand like, okay, and now you figure out life. But it started out with just saying like, 
these are the hours that I won't text a client mm-hmm. back. Like it used to be all night and all day. So it'd be like, okay, after 8 p.m., if they text me, I'm going to leave it unread and that's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. So it started there. Then it went to, I'm going to take one day off a week. Mm-hmm. Mondays are going to be my day Heck off. Yes. I'm going to tell everyone mm-hmm. I'm not responding on that day. I'm going to, per- and, and it was so hard for me that I would purposely schedule things with my friends. Mm-hmm. So it'd be like, mm-hmm. I won't allow myself to work. Mm-hmm. You know, I you almost have to schedule not being your job. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I kid you not still to this day, I have yeah. to put on my calendar, do laundry, grocery shop, like these things, mm-hmm. because it's like, if not, I just. Uh wasn't making time for it because it was so easy for that work to-do list to fill every minute. So creating then Mondays. Then it got to the point where I realized to truly, truly turn my brain off, I could not be in the same space that I physically work. Yeah, And so trips really were like my saving grace of completely turn the brain off, disconnect, not Mm -hmm. texting back, you know, not looking at my email. And then so even if it was two hours to the beach, Mm -hmm. if it was, Mm -hmm. you know, 26 hours to Bali, whatever it might be. um, Super chill. Just, you know, hop over there for one day, come back, no big deal. (laughs) But those, I think uh, this year for the first time on that Bali trip, which was a retreat kind of space, I was like, oh, my brain's quiet again. And I had, I feel like I hadn't gotten that in years. And I start literally, I started like dreaming again. I was like, oh, I did have this idea for business. You know, like, of course I still think about the business, but even just to create space of Mm -hmm. like, oh, it's not the working in the nitty gritty details, but taking that step back is so important. And I think I I struggle to do it when it's like at my desk where I have my to-do list to the left and 200 Mm -hmm. emails to the right. Yeah. And how's that like impact you? Obviously it's impacted you like as being someone who's walked alongside this journey with her. Like, oh gosh, yeah. Well, I, I also think it helps me, mm-hmm. like, as a right. friend and not even just as, like, you know, like, we're best friends. We but talk every day. <laughs> as, like, another wedding vendor going, what, am I allowed to do this? Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And go, like, it almost seeing someone else live that way, you go, do I have permission to yeah. do this? Mm-hmm. You know, just because our work can be all-consuming. Yeah. you. And I always say, you always have to be a little crazy to be in the mm-hmm. wedding industry mm-hmm. because there's so much emotionally to it. There's so much logistics to it, and there is so much pressure. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you have to shut off your brain and go, today I'm not dealing with it. Yeah. As much as I love my clients and as much as I love my team, I also freaking love myself. And like, myself is freaking cool, okay? Yes. And so to see her do that almost gave me some permission to go, all right, I'm going to have a day where I don't look at Gmail, yeah. you know? so Because yeah. you beautiful. deserve right? it. Right? I think it's beautiful because you, we do put so much of ourselves into our job that almost sometimes you can lose yourself and who you well, really are. And I think that there's this martyrdom in the oh, industry. Yeah. yeah. Like where you, and I've, I've, I've been a part of it. I'm mm-hmm. not going to lie. Like where you, you know, you've had a rough month, week, whatever, and you go to like a networking event and it's like, you're trying to like, oh, this is happening. This is awful, terrible. Or you're trying to compare war stories and like, yes. I had it worse. And Such an industry thing. You yes. know what I mean? And it's yes. like, and you have to, it validates, you have to feel validated yeah. for not taking that time. So when you hear someone say like, oh, I took, a week off, you're like, oh, must be so lucky to be them. Like, you know, just and you and you just and it's not it doesn't but it doesn't come from a place of yeah. 
I think it comes from a place of, I wish I could do that genuinely, but it also, it's, it's a very prideful thing. Like, well, I could never do that. Like I have too much to do. Like, obviously they're not busy enough or obviously they're not, you know what I mean? They're not serious enough about it. Like there Mm -hmm. is this very unhumbleness about our industry that it's hard to like relate in that way. So I think it's really neat Definitely. to see And if you're not that. booked and busy, like you're not successful. Right, which just is not or the truth of success. Or maybe you've taken a time and said, this is my busy season and this is when I'm going to put everything into it. And these are my times to not be so slammed. Or maybe you hired a team. Yes. That handles your busy season. And they could spread the wealth. And I feel like yeah. I used to have a lot more shame around the taking the time off and even would try to hide it, like yeah. those times on trips. I literally yeah. would tell people, like, don't tag me. I, they can know I'm here. Like, I, oh my God, I yeah. haven't done, like, I didn't clear my inbox out before I came here. So they'll yeah. know I'm having fun instead of work. Like, I wow. really had to work. I mean, you've said that, that to me, what, like, at oh, lunch before. Absolutely. I'm like, mm, I was supposed to and do like, something by now. You're allowed so don't to tell eat me. a lunch. Yeah. But no. you had it in your mind that, like, you weren't allowed to have a nice sit down lunch in, like, you know, another city or something if you didn't do everything they yeah. wanted from you. And that is so much pressure to not so have much. from one client, from, from like 30 in a year or like my team has 200. Right. Yeah. And like if I took everybody's wants and needs and put them above my own wants and needs and just my basic food, <laughs> sleep. Yep. Um, never eat or sleep. You're not going to be yeah. successful. And you're like long term, you can't be. Because it's not just clients, it's vendors. Yes. And and team. Like you feel that yes. for your team too of like, I would feel bad of like, gosh, there's four weddings. They're all working their butts mm-hmm. off and I'm sitting on a beach. I don't want to post that. I'm going right. to make them feel bad. You know, like, right. and not that they ever say anything to make me sure. feel that way, mm-hmm. but just that it's my own self-talk. But I tried to like purposely combat mm-hmm. this head on this year when I went on a two-week trip. And once I got back, I made a post about it. And I was like, that was one of the hardest things I've mm-hmm. ever done. Like the preparation for it, the guilt, the, you know, like completely detaching. And I was just totally transparent. And the amount of conversation it sparked mm-hmm. in other vendors, my team, my clients was fascinating. And I never would have expected just how supportive, especially my clients were. Mm-hmm. They were like, we are so proud of you. You were, We see how hard you work mm. for us. You deserve yeah. this time off. We want to see the photos from your trip. And I think that was a really helpful mind shift of, okay, yeah. they they don't hate me for doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like This needs to be a part of my life. And it even now changed in like discovery calls with new clients, how transparent I, mm. I'll be. I'll say things mm-hmm. like, so I take Mondays off. You'll have access to me, you know, Tuesday through Friday mm-hmm. or in spring and fall are my busiest wedding seasons. So summer and winter is when I do my travel and take time off. So there'll be up mm-hmm. to two week periods where I won't be accessible. Like I now start yeah. front loading these things and their responses are like, cool, great. Okay. That's yeah. awesome. Where are you going to go? Yeah. You know? right. <laughs> They're all about it, but it's just sometimes getting over your own self-talk. What is that also the thing you teach people how to treat you? Yes. And I think you setting that up with clients beforehand, like creates a good path of like, I'm a real human. Yep. You know? And you can't be mad at them for boundaries you did not set. You didn't set it. So if they are texting you at 10 p.m., but you had no welcome packet that says you may not text after 7. And you respond at 10 p.m. And you respond at 10 p.m. Exactly. 
And then you can't go back. And, well, you can't. I then did have to reframe with some of like, hey, I'm you try. I, I've even said like I'm trying to set better work life balance. If we could keep our communications in this time, and I even say something to the tune of, you're welcome to send that text, but just know I won't reply to the mm-hmm. next day. Yeah. yeah. And once again, they're like. Cool. No problem. I yeah. get it. Because but, they also have jobs that are draining yeah. and that they're trying yeah. to set boundaries sure. for themselves, you know? Yeah. I think it's so interesting, the word deserve. Like, and mm. so I posted last weekend, it was like a, a lazy day by the pool is like my favorite. And we don't, we don't get a lot of them, like where we just literally clear the the time. That was from Sunday. Like, that was Sunday. Yeah. From like 12 to like <laughs> dinner time. Blessing. And just do nothing, right? Because normally there's like a tournament, there's cleaning, yeah. there's cooking, there's all the things. And I, so many people like text like, oh, you deserve it. And it's such a weird feeling to mm-hmm. hear someone say you deserve it. Because in the back of my mind, I'm like, I don't, do I? I don't deserve any of this. Like, this is just what literally like, what did I do to deserve it? You yeah. know? And it's so, and I love that people around us lift you up to say like, oh, you deserve it. You deserve it. But I'm curious, do you ever have a hard time accepting that? Yes. Definitely. All the time. Yeah. Especially as like a boss, I feel like. Because I still have that guilt like you do where it's like, oh, well, how come I get the day off and they're all working a wedding? You know, like my entire team is working a wedding and I'm at home. Like, how dare I do that? But then I think I said this the last time I was on, it opens up, they get the financial goodness. Like, I'm not making as much money if I'm sending my team out. Sure, sure. And maybe they have financial goals and maybe they want the work. So it's almost like, you're giving it to somebody else. And I and I think it is hard to think like and get away from like the guilt as a boss of like not being there like in person. But it's also like giving you the freedom to be a better boss because you have more of yourself to give if you're not overworking yourself. Right, right. Totally, yeah, yeah. 100%. Like, yeah. And I think one other element, like the flip side is if we're talking about this culture of like you have to prove yourself yeah. like must we work that hard to say mm-hmm. we deserve mm-hmm. like I, I think that that's mm-hmm. another like connotation of the word deserve of like we are all just collectively trying to live a healthier lifestyle mm-hmm. like we know that working 8 a.m to midnight is unsustainable we right. know that that doesn't give space for our family and relationships and mental health and all of these other things so it's not so much like oh, you work 70 hours now. You deserve to sit by the pool for four. But no, more like this is a lifestyle that I'm trying to create that will allow me to pour into all of these different elements of my life. Yeah. In a more sustainable way. Not that we had to do X, Y, Z to get this reward. And that's, I think that was one of the biggest shifts for me is it used to be like a trip or a lunch with a friend or something was the, Reward. The reward. Yes. And yes. I completely let go of, I got to just put it on my schedule or else it will never happen. Yeah. It will then be three months until I sit down with a friend. I won't see my family like because the list will never be done. Uh, and my business coach has a phrase that is, may whatever I do today be enough. Mm. And I have written that at the top of all my calendars yeah. and things because it used to be like, no, but I need to finish that list. Yeah. Like, it's not going to be enough. Because there's always going to be more. And I'm going to stay yeah. up till two if I didn't finish yeah. it. But just accepting. Well, as an enough. owner, you're, there's always going to be more. Forever. There's always a long list of things that you need to get to. Yeah. And being able to say, like, uh, it's okay not to. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, it's going to be there tomorrow. 
So just chill, you know? And it's okay to just apologize yes. yeah. when it doesn't. Like just to say to the client. I mean, yeah. during the divorce, I had to tell, I, I tried not to tell any of my couples because that's not a fun topic when you're getting <laughs> married. Yeah. But I just had to tell one, hey, I'm so sorry. I was really struggling. I needed to take a few weeks off. I know we wanted to do a tasting in that period. Would it be okay if we waited two more weeks? And they yeah. sent back like, oh my gosh, of course. Yeah. Like, we are here for you. I'm so sorry you're going through that. Take the time you need. But my guilt, like I couldn't mm -hmm. even send them that first message because I was like, oh my God, I'm the failing. Guilt of it. Like I am not doing my yeah. job. They're not responsible for my life issues, you know, yeah. but I just had to get over it. And then to see the grace that others extend just reminds you like, yeah, well, it's like just human. It's like we, like we always say, oh, clients forget that we're human. But I think we forget that our clients are human as well. Like yeah. they have the same emotions and feelings. And if you talk to them like, respectfully and like and give them the truth and be transparent with them a lot of times not everybody obviously but majority of the times people are going to respond in a way that you know is favorable yeah because they're most people are kind people and i think we Absolutely. just get told by the world that the majority of people aren't kind because you only see the worst mm. but the majority of people are good people and yep. we, we take that right away from them. We just assume mm. that they're terrible and they're awful. And so we build these like characters up in our heads. Yeah. And we don't ever give them the opportunity to be good people, to show like, you know, I want to support you in this. Yeah. You know, because we- Well, I also think that like, narrative. like attracts like. Yes. And so the client that you would attract sure. would be yes. an understanding client. Correct. Just like the client that I would attract would be an understanding client. So I think like if you have a good heart, you're going to attract that as well. So like to be human and be able to just say like, I need a second yeah. is okay. Yeah. yeah. So I'm curious. So you went through, we've talked about kind of like your crazy lifestyle, like just hustle, grind, serial entrepreneur. And then now you are very actively trying to create a much better balanced life. You're putting very like boundaries in place. What was your turning point? Like, what was it that was like, this like what well, maybe it was red flags in your life that was going on or whatnot mm. but what was the turning point that you're like I have got to make a change in some ways COVID did that for all of us yeah of it was like then that pattern was pulled out from underneath mm -hmm. you we sat in the oh my god what do I do am I ever gonna have this job back you know those months that we just couldn't work then we had a year that then we had to make up for all of those missed weddings and so overworked ourselves. So that was 2021. And then I think extended into 2022. And yeah. then I think now in 2023, it's like, okay, we've gotten through all of these postponements. We had our busiest time ever. It was a turning point in my personal life going through a lot of things. And so now I was like, all right, this is, this is the time that then we reorient and we kind of reset what those rhythms of life are going to be and, and where I pour my time into. And I think it also was something about doing it for eight years. Mm. In the first few, it's like, oh my gosh, yes. this is so exciting. You have to build that foundation. Mm -hmm. I can do anything. You know, it's worth going out of my way to do this, even if there's no ROI, just because I want to get my name out there. You know, th there's those kinds of things. But then after eight years, it's like, okay, this has been almost a decade of my life. Yeah. Like, how long am I going to let these things sustain? How long am I not going to show up for my friends in the ways that I want to? Like, how long am I going to say I don't have time to eat healthy or exercise? You know, just like all these things that maybe for the first few years you just push it to the side. 
But then it was almost like, okay, now we got to take a hard look at it. There wasn't like this like moments like for me like one of the things very specifically was 2019 and I got my blood work back and it was not great they were like you your cholesterol is too high your like blood pressure is too high like you're pre-diabetic I was like what are you talking about like yeah how is this happening and it's just literally because I just wasn't taking care of myself yeah like the stress was creating so much of an imbalance and literally like the health of my body and I was like something has to change. Like something has to change. And then it went through 2020. And, you know, I'm sure my blood pressure did not change at all in 2020. <laughs> that didn't help. <laughs> that did not help. Yeah. But it definitely like, you know, made me like eat better, started like moving my body more and, you know, drinking more water and all that stuff. But like, was there like a, like a, like a moment or like an epiphany or something that just like, or was it just a slow over time realizing this is just not what I want? That's a tough question. I don't feel like it was, a, I, I feel like it was a pile up of the many different things mm-hmm. I think also when you're going through a hard time, it's easy to distract yourself with work and that can feel really good because it's like, okay, this thing in my life is really yeah, hard, yeah. but I'm good at my job. Right, <laughs> my right. clients love me, yeah. so let me do yeah. that. Yeah. And so I think that happened for a really long time. And then beginning of this year, when the divorce was official, there was that time for me of like, okay, I kind of need to just sit and process this now. I need to stop distracting myself, you know, with work. It was also now the word was out there so I could actually lean on others for support that we we chose to keep it more private, understandably. So, you know, during during that time. But then I, I think that was a big part of it of, okay, major life change is happening. You know, I'm gonna be living in a new place. I'm now gonna be setting new patterns. What do I want? this new chapter. It's almost like pushing like like. a restart. Like, let's restart. Let's figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think so much of our worth as a a business owner can be wrapped in our job. Yeah. And so for so long, if things were going wrong in other areas, this is my worth. This is what I'm really good at. This is it. And I think anytime something happens in your life that like is a pivotal moment in your life, you need to step back and say, this is not my whole worth because yeah. that you can't live that way. No, yeah, you can't live that way. And seeing that you need other things. I think then it's like, yeah. okay, so I am in a hard time. So I do need to have yes. more meals with my friends. Mm-hmm. I do need to have more pool days. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I feel rejuvenated yeah. Yeah. because my mental health is suffering. You know, yeah. I think I think it pushed me in that way too to be like, I need to look at my calendar in the week and have multiple things I'm feeling yeah. excited about and spaces that I'm feeling like I can, you know, vent or talk about hard things mm-hmm. or just like really connect with other people instead of it just being all day, every day, me in the inbox. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, that's so great. I So I would love for you to kind of like wrap up a little bit with just some what you feel like are pivotal things that people need. Like if they find themselves, I know everyone's been in a season of just overwhelm and maybe they're looking at it and saying, you know, like I want to create better boundaries or I want to, you know, kind of push that restart button. Like what were the things in your life that made that possible or like tips or tricks that you would suggest to people? Yeah, I think the big biggest one. thing is thinking of what's the first step you can take. It's, it's a, uh, unhelpful to think, let me completely change my whole yeah. life. But just starting with one day off could be a game changer. So, And a lot of people don't take that one day. No, that's been a huge, I mean, me just convincing friends to take one day off a week <laughs> has been a five-year-long process. Yeah. But I think 
Yeah. So starting with these are the hours in a day. These are the ways I will communicate with my clients, my team, my vendors. This is the day I'll take off. Now is it a weekend? You know, (laughs) now is it a week? And just taking those steps. I think that's a huge thing. Number two, I'd say getting out of your own way and believing that no one else is as good as you or can do a part of the job well and knowing there are so many talented people around you and hiring help or even existing people on your team who can now support in a different way. Like at first, it was terrifying for me to give up the job of assigning the new increase that came in to my team members. I was like, ooh, that's a big deal. As soon as I let it go, literally our bookings went up because I'm doing so many things and there's a person who in an hour right. can match them with right, that person. Right. right. Oops, look who is the bottleneck, you right, know, right. the own business. So there's so, like the design boards, I said, there's so many things that then from like getting real and looking at my capacity, time and talent, I was like, I'm not the best person to be doing this. And so getting help, even if it's something really small, like two hours a week, 20 hours, you know, you know, $20 an hour, like probably That's many people it. can afford that as a starting step. Right. And that could already make huge changes yeah. in your life. So I think the baby steps help. And then maybe like experimenting with what does and doesn't work for you. I think there's no blanket statement of self-care time off boundaries that works for everyone. And like for me, figuring out the importance of trips, then now I look a year ahead and I block out the weeks and I I say no in advance, even if it's a dream client. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's going to be the week I go with my family to the beach. I committed. Serious boundaries. It's a no. And it's hard. It's terrifying. But it's also amazing. But it's also amazing because then I get there. I'm like, yeah, I have a week with my family, you know? Um, So I think, yeah, figuring out what that looks like. Because for many people, it's different. For many people, taking a trip is now more stress and they would prefer to do a staycation, you know? So figuring that out and then carving it out on your schedule and looking ahead of time to say, in order to protect this thing I know that I need in my life, what steps do I need to take now? What do I need to say no to? You know, what do I need to go ahead and block off? Because this is an industry that will plan itself ahead of everything. You know, the weddings get planned ahead of everything else. Mm -hmm. So you have to be incredibly proactive to try to do, to to prioritize other things. For sure. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm Sounds like good to me. I know. I just think it's so neat to watch just the progression of from like, I mean, I remember when I met you, like I think I saw you every single weekend at the Bradford or, <laughs> or every single yeah. weekend. Well, she was like, at every single networking mid- event. Yes. And every- yes. Oh, I was with you. <laughs> you were everywhere. And I was like, who is this person that is literally everywhere and like all over the socials? Like you had like a thousand weddings. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, still what super, I know, but still super <laughs> successful. What I love watching is like, you could tell like you, you've built a great team and you could tell that you just have, I don't know, it's, you've evolved. I don't want to say you're a recovering workaholic because I don't like the word workaholic. I don't like the connotation of that, but that, you know, you've created a life that, you know, is sustainable. Yeah. I think it's trying still so much to learn. Sure. Still the inbox is embarrassing, Yeah, but day by day. We're taking baby steps. And it's not your worth if the inbox is empty tonight. 
Thanks, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Could use some support, though. <laughs> if anyone wants to so, come do emails with me, my address is. No, <laughs> no, thank you. I have my own. That's like the ultimate luxury is someone who can like, do my inbox for me. It's like if I could hire someone. 2024, that's the that's goal. goal. That's I love it. Goal. I love We're it. taking baby steps. I love it. Yes, we'll make sure life changing. No more emails. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks so much for being here today. So appreciate it. Thank Always you joy. for having me. This mm-hmm. was felt like bonus therapy session. This I know. It really was. <laughs> and I'm the only one that cried. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I'm normally the one that cries. So I'm glad it was you this week and not me. Yeah. <laughs> To learn more about our hustles, visit us on the gram at CND Events, at the Bradford NC, at Anthem.house, and at Hustle and Gather. And if you're interested in learning more about our speaking, training, or venue consulting, head to our website at hustleandgather.com. To learn more about me, Nina, you can go to Instagram Wedded Kiss or TikTok Wedded Kiss. And if you love us and you love this show, we would be more than honored if you left a rating and a review. This podcast is a production of Earfluence. I'm Nina. And I'm Dana. And we'll talk with you next time on Hustle and Gather.